Today's episode is such an exciting one, and I'm so thrilled for you guys to hear from my husband um, and just our candid, vulnerable conversation about the move to Nashville right after we discovered that we had purchased a house. So before we jump into that, I did want to remind you guys that the Wife Project course, an eight-week, ten-and-a-half-hour video course focused on biblical marriage four wives will be launching again on June 7th. We had such a high demand from women who were longing to do it with friends, with family members, with a church, um, that we decided to launch it every quarter. So it will be coming out every four months. And can you believe that it's already been four months since the last launch? So because so many of you have asked about community groups or churches and women's studies, please know we will be once again launching the group rate for a church, whereas you will basically purchase the Wife Project course. Let me know that you've purchased and then send me the emails of everyone involved and I will disperse the information to each person included. I'm so thankful and humbled to hear that the Wife Project has been a blessing to your churches and to your women's studies and even just in your friends groups. So thank you all for your support for those of you who have already purchased and for those of you currently on the wait list, we do have hundreds of women signed up once again to be part of the Wife Project. If you've not heard about the Wife Project, It is a course to take you from roommates to soulmates with your spouse. 50% of marriages end in divorce, and this includes Christian marriages. And just as we wouldn't wait for our entire house to burn down before we sought help, we should also be the same way about our marriages and preventing that fire, preventing the spark of distrust, a lack of sexual intimacy, a lack of communication, and so much more. So throughout this course, whether you're single, engaged, newly married, or you've been married for 50 years, I will point you back to biblical truth about what marriage is created and intended to look like for the purpose of the kingdom. And I'm so, so excited for all of the women who have already taken the course. If you'd like some testimonials, please go onto my Instagram or onto my website to see. But I'm so thrilled that it will be launching again on June 7th, so don't forget to check it out. You can click the link in my show notes for more information, just to read more about what we talk about, what the discussion is, and also the 60-plus page Wife Project Journal that comes with marriage challenges, conversation starters, communication tips, and so much more for you to process through and implement immediate action into fixing, strengthening, and changing your marriage for God. God's glory. So again, go to my website or my link in my bio on Instagram at living easy with Lindsay to hear more and it will be out on June 7th. Let's jump into today's episode. We were never promised that life would be easy, but when we do it together, it becomes much easier. I genuinely believe that we have to be intentional about creating a joyful life. I believe in happy parenting, healthy marriages, long-lasting friendships, and making perfect memories in imperfect homes. But those things require deep, holy heart work. I am passionate when it comes to sharing vulnerably about the things that people are not always comfortable discussing, and I am passionate about sharing practical wisdom that has helped me to help you navigate through life less stressfully and more purposefully. On the Living Easy Podcast, you'll hear honest insight with a biblical foundation to help you become best friends with your spouse again, to love your motherhood so much that you don't need wine or even coffee to get through the day and to find hope in the very real trials and pain that we face moment to moment. 
I want to challenge you every Monday to live life with purpose, to choose joy, and to honor God with all that you do. Are you ready to fight hard for that sweet, abundant life? If so, I would love to do it together. So grab a cup of coffee and join me every Monday. I'm Lindsay Maestas, and this is the Living Easy Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Living Easy Podcast. This is Lindsay, and today I am here with Jesse, my husband. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) We are so happy right now. We literally have not even discussed this because we had to pick up our kids. And so I was like, you know what? Let's just put a microphone in front of us and discuss this as it is. So this is a special episode. You guys might hear my kids in the background because it's just life and we just had dinner. But we are very excited because... We got a house. We got a house (laughs) in Tennessee. So if any of you have been following on social media, you know... Oh, this Franklin home buying thing has been extremely stressful for us. People were offering $100,000 over the list price, which was like $200,000 Not even just the list price. People were offering that above the appraisal price. And I'm in real estate. So for people to be offering $100,000 above appraisal price just felt wrong to me. It felt like people were wasting or burning up money. But as crazy as it is, that's one thing that I felt most uneasy about. And this is the one house where we did not have to do that. Yeah, it was such a blessing. It was unplanned. It was like one of those houses I sent three to our realtor. And I said, okay, whichever one is open, like just make offers on all of them. We don't care. We want to get Sutton into school. We just want to be there already. And she called us and told us, it's done. She said, I have good news. You got the house. And I have great news. It's list price. Oh, you got your ring. Jesse's wearing his, what, how do you call it? Kalo? Kalo ring? I have no idea. Quelo? I'm thinking Halo. Oh, I don't know. Kalo? The gym no rings. Because he always takes his ring off and he got in trouble for <laughs> not having it on. I don't even remember I have this one on. It's oh, nice. good. Like Comfortable. It. Good. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, we're just here to talk about our experience. We have so many questions from people and a lot of people ask what you think about this whole move and how it even got started. So if you want to talk a little bit about what made you want to move, what made you feel ready for the first time in like eight years since I've been begging you to go, (laughs) what was the moment of this is it. This is happening and I'm ready to uproot my entire life of 31 years to go to somewhere I've only been a few times. Gosh, that is a loaded question that I wasn't prepared for. (laughs) And I apologize for anyone that just absolutely loves New Mexico. But I just think that for me, it was more of, I mean, I don't know, just my day-to-day experiences and drives here in New Mexico. And I think the restrictions like during this pandemic, like all of that stuff, it was just a compilation of things. We're pretty conservative. We're not super political people. I think that we are flexible and we understand both sides in different ways, but we definitely lean conservative and our state is the very opposite of that. And so that's been a challenge for us to kind of see how things have played out during COVID and all that too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's just been 
with how strict the restrictions are in our state, it's been more of, well, if this is how life can potentially be, and now that I feel this is somewhat normal for a government to do if in the state of a pandemic or something, I think that it's going to be easier in the future for governors and, you know, whoever's in charge to say, okay, we're shutting down or, hey, we're closing this down and we're doing this. Yeah. So, you know, for me, it was more of like, I want to be inside a home. I mean, during this pandemic, I've been working in home and in my little office Mm -hmm. a lot more than usual and being with the boys in the backyard, like, you know, experiencing our neighborhood more than I ever have before. Mm -hmm. And so being deep into that every single day, every moment of every day, it's just been one of those things where I really want to be. Yeah. It's, it's really caused me to evaluate if in another situation like this, is this how I want to experience another year of my life and time is fading. Mm -hmm. Every year passes by regardless of, whether we enjoy it or not. Mm -hmm. And so for me, it was more of like, you know, if I have to experience something like this again for another year or two years, I want to be in a place where my kids, I feel safe and comfortable with them riding their bikes around the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. I want to be somewhere that the area that we're moving to, you know, has, you know, walking trails, they have biking trails, they have a pool, there's a gym, you know, neighborhood. Which we just that, discovered a few hours ago. Yeah, we just, <laughs> This is our well, new neighborhood. Yeah, the new neighborhood is cool. Yeah. And there's water and, and all that stuff and green and trees around it. So for me, that's been one of the biggest deciding factors of if I'm stuck in this situation again, I want myself, you and the boys to be in just a better situation where we can enjoy lockdown. Yeah. You know, and... But even just life, though, right? Because it's not even just lockdown. I think, obviously, those things and what I'm most excited about, which we'll talk about this, too, but the lakes are so close and our lakes here are a lot further away. And I grew up with my cousins on boats and on the tubes, getting flipped over the tubes and doing... What are those things called? Wave runners? Jet skis. Wave and runner? That's what everyone used to call I've them. I've never heard of that in my really? entire life. Yeah, we used a to have runner. boy. We called them wave runners. I don't know if they're different than jet Why? skis. Why a wave runner? I think it was different because I think the wave runners, you were on your knees and then you had the handles rather than like sitting down on a big thing. We'll have to Google it. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm just so excited to have that time with the boys like on the water because that was such a special time. And the lake I used to go to and grew up on is basically like a river now unfortunately it is no longer much of a lake so I'm excited but I want to go to the conversation with our friend our sweet friend came over a while back what was it probably two years ago almost exactly our friend Jared and he sat us down and he literally said out of nowhere you guys I think that God wants you to move to Franklin, Tennessee. And we both looked at him like, what? I don't even remember this. <laughs> On our couch. You do. Once I remember I s- talking with Jared, but I don't remember him saying that. No, he literally said that. And then he started challenging you and was like, Jesse, I know you have a great business here. I know everything's flourishing. Oh, but what about quality of life? But I he do kept remember talking that. about Franklin. Yeah. And I was all, I loved Franklin when I had first visited and Jesse had never been to Franklin at that time. 
And I was like, this is the craziest thing. Keep talking. Cause I wanted to move for forever. Remember? And wow, you we said, just realized he's a prophet. Yeah. <laughs> I know. And you sat with him and you said, I mean, yeah, you're right. I do want a different life for my family. I do want something different. I do want adventure and quality of life. And I think financially, and we started asking you like, no, but give us specifics. Remember? Well, see, this is what I remember now is when we had that Jared convers- and I are conniving together. Yeah, I know. I, <laughs> I background. I think I need to look into this. I never talked but to him before. I do remember being slightly upset at the conversation because I was doing really well in real estate. Yeah. And parts of me like <laughs> felt like he wanted to destroy my business. And oh I was gosh. like, which I know like yeah. he's, he's one of if anyone knows friend. our friend, he's the most kind person, like yeah. loving yeah. and selfless person I've ever met. Yeah. But at the time I just felt like that more so because I was doing good in real estate and I was like, man, I just, I can't leave this and I don't need to. Yeah. And so I do remember that. That is crazy. Yeah, yeah it was. And I feel like it was such a starting off point for us, but I really never talked to him about it before. Cause you even asked that, you're like, have you guys been planning this? And I said, no, he like invited himself over to sit down and tell us you guys should move specifically to Franklin, Tennessee. I think it's because Jared wants to move to Franklin, Tennessee and he wanted us to be there already. (laughs) Well, and that's some other news. So our close friends are moving with us. I'm not going to say their names just because I don't know how many people they've told yet, but our very close friends are moving with us. And that for me is such a Jesus thing. And it has brought me so much peace because I'm very extroverted. And what have you told me is your biggest concern about me moving out there? Not having someone. Yeah. Not having my people because I am pretty much every day have somebody at my house or I'm at somebody's house. Like I'm, I love friends. And so having her there and knowing that she's coming and that our kids have those familiar faces and that familiarity is really huge. And it just gives me peace of mind. And then we can go on date nights and then they can go on date nights and we can switch off. So another question we get a lot is why Franklin? Like, why did you love Franklin? Okay. So a little bit of history for me. I mean, if anyone knows me, I grew up camping, you know, church retreats, camping, Mm -hmm. everything was in the forest. I went hunting with my dad constantly. So everything revolved around trees, green animals and forests. And so as I got older, I mean, I've just always, I love and miss greenery and we live in New Mexico, which is a desert. (laughs) And so we've just always I don't know, kind of been mainly just content here because family's here, but yeah, our entire, both of our families, they're all here. here. And so in traveling though, we've been to a lot of places. New Zealand was one where we were like, oh my gosh, we love it out here. We would move, but it was so far away from everyone that it just didn't seem like the best decision to choose because we would not I mean, we would likely never be seeing anyone if we moved to New Zealand. So that was no. That was a dream, though. But (laughs) then we went to Portland, Oregon. No. And that was an immediate no. No, when we first went there, it was beautiful, but I was four days in with no sunshine and I was like falling on the floor with sadness. But when we went to Portland, 
I loved how green it was. I loved all the trails, driving around, like just the having waterfalls. Yeah, just yeah. having trees and all that stuff around me. It just felt like at home. Mm-hmm. And so that was the first place ever that I said I could move here and I could live here. I love rain. I love clouds. Franklin, when we went to Nashville, we spent a, roughly a week out there, right? The first yeah. time I visited. Yeah. So flying to Nashville for my first time felt very much like Portland. Mm-hmm. It was green. There's trees everywhere. And then driving through everywhere. I mean, the people were amazing. They were yeah. kind. Mm-hmm. And the grid, the grid system for me in real estate is very important because I drive a lot and I'm in my car a lot. So driving around, I love the scenery. This is and the I, first trip to Nashville? This was our first oh, trip. Yeah. And then I just liked the traveling system, like their whole grid. I could get wherever I wanted within, you know, roughly 15 or 20 minutes. And that's how Albuquerque was. And so for me, it was like, man, this, this is Portland and Albuquerque. It had a baby, (laughs) except it's a little more sunny. Yeah. Praise the Lord. Yeah, but still raining a lot in clouds. I, I hope you're I prepared, prepared for that. I haven't prepared for that yet. I, I'm prepared and ready for that and I excited know. for it. But well, Jesse's such an introvert, and then you love the clouds and the gloomy days, yeah. and I can handle those sometimes, but I will yeah. definitely have to find my vitamin D. So, yeah. So, point. I mean, in a nutshell, I guess that's funny, is really the greenery, mm-hmm. the plant life, the trees, the weather system. And all that stuff was my biggest draw. And then obviously, I mean, everything else. For me, it's very family oriented. So Williamson County is the county that Franklin is in. And it is one of the best school districts in the U.S. And then it's also been voted like one of the most family friendly cities for the past, I don't know, 10 years or something. They have 4th of July parades, Christmas parades down Main Street. They do on the vineyards, they do family nights and just kind of everything I've looked at is so family oriented. And that's where my heart is. Like, I just want to do things with my kids. And we have found things here, like the farmer's market and stuff like that, that we've done. But we've also lived here our whole lives. You know, we've done it again and again. And so for us, we're ready for something different and not like this will always be our home. And I know I have a lot of listeners from New Mexico and we love this city and I will only praise the Paloon Fiesta and the red and green chili and the mountains and the people for as long as I live. I'm going to miss chili for sure. We're going to take, I have already planned, I'm going to get a freezer full of, if you guys don't know what red and green chili is, like actual red and green chili, you have got to come to New Mexico during the balloon fiesta, because it is the most magical, people come from all over the world to see these hot air balloons glow and they're like special shapes and all of that. But the food is just bomb and the chili is so good. So we're going to take red chili pods and we'll take green chili bags and then lots of Dion's Greek dressing. <sighs> and if we can somehow manage to freeze Sadie's salsa, I'm going to take like six coolers of food because I'm going to miss the food. It's one thing we did get right in New Mexico is the yeah, food. Yeah. <laughs> the food is it's pretty much we know the how best. to eat right. That's but that hot sure. chicken, that was some good hot chicken. It was chicken. good. I, well, that's the thing is we loved all of the food out there. Yeah. The only thing that was a letdown was their biscuits and gravy. But oh, when did you have I'm that? Just used, Where did you eat that biscuit love? Well, we had it both times we traveled out there. Oh, yeah. You can't beat Jesse's mom's biscuits and gravy. Her her biscuits and gravy are the best. She makes them every morning for us for Christmas, and it's so, so good. Okay, so going back. I'll have to fly down for that. 
yeah. How are you feeling like now? So you just told your brother today and that was hard. So what are, we haven't even talked since (laughs) you guys spoke. What are you feeling? Oh gosh. Um, I hope I don't cry, but you can cry. I, I think I have been extremely excited and ready mm-hmm. for it this whole time. And I called my brother out of excitement and mm-hmm. I was like, dude, we, and then like, like your best friend. Yeah, yeah. Like, and during my call with him, he's like picking up Dion's and we're just talking. And I just, it was like the first time where I was like, oh man, like I'm not going to get to see you every week, mm-hmm. you know? So. Yeah, I think that was that was hard. Yeah. To think about. Yeah. You're making me cry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's the weirdest thing to feel like it has everything to do with them because they're so affected by it and so are we. Like me calling my sister and my mom and like telling my family and my best friends. It's heart wrenching, you know? And it's like it has everything to do with you in that way, but then it has nothing to do with you in that we're leaving. Like, we're not trying to leave you. We're just trying to find something better for our family. And we will always love you so much. And like, thank God for FaceTime and Zoom and all those things that Mm -hmm. like, just really keep that relationship going. But then also thank God for airplanes and being able to travel. And if you all, the thousands of you who listen can all join us in prayer that there can be a direct flight from Albuquerque to Nashville it would make things so much easier yeah, for Yeah, what is families. that? No, there's a direct flight from <laughs> Nashville everywhere but Albuquerque. Yeah. So that would just help things so much for like our family members who aren't really able to fly. And I don't know. But yeah, talking to my family and then I called one of my very best friends that I've known since I was like five years old. And she was just like, it is not your responsibility to carry my sadness Brit. She's like, it's not your responsibility to carry my sadness, but like, I'm going to miss you so much. And I was like, I know. Yeah. I'm going to miss you so much. And like, I'm thankful people are sad. That's kind of what we've been saying. We're like, well, even though people have been giving us a hard time for leaving, we're really thankful that they care that we're leaving. Imagine believing and experiencing the truth that marriage is a gift from God to be embraced, not a burden to endure. Most marriage problems, you guys, are not marriage problems. They are God problems and they are heart problems. Nobody walks down the aisle to say I do with a plan to have a mediocre, difficult marriage that ends in divorce. Divorce is painful and messy and hard. And God didn't call you to be a wife who fixes and fixes and exhausts herself with the efforts to make her husband better. Instead, he called you to be a love him wife. Did you know that 50% of marriages end in divorce? And in 2020, the top reported reasons for divorce were a lack of communication and an inability to resolve conflict. Ladies, have you equipped yourself properly? Would you wait until your entire house had burnt down before seeking help? It is more likely that if your house were on fire, as soon as you saw the spark of that first flame, you would be doing everything you could to fight it, to fix it, and to learn from it. It should be the same for your marriage. It's time to make a change. I am here to speak with you all about the Wife Project. Our society views marriage as disposable, but God's word calls us to so much more than that. 
The purpose of The Wife Project, which has already been purchased by hundreds and hundreds of women, is to challenge you to grow so deeply in your relationship with Jesus that it has no choice but to flow over into your marriage. I have received countless testimonials that God is using this course to actively change and transform very real marriages from the core. I am offering eight video sessions that will address your root issues with biblical wisdom that will help to lead you to live the life with your husband that you always hoped for as soulmates rather than sharing life as roommates. The best part of this is that you will have lifetime access to the entire course. So if you can't listen to it or watch it right now, it will still be available to you in five, 10 or 15 years. And all of the videos and the Wife Project Journal will be easily accessible for you. The journal will include marriage challenges, scripture memory verses, and journal questions to begin working through the deep struggles of your marriage immediately. Enrollment for the Wife Project opens up again on June 7th. I could not be more excited, and I cannot wait to see what Jesus does in your faith and in your marriage through this course. Just visit my website, sparrowsandlily.com, or click the link in the show notes below or the link in my bio on Instagram at Living Easy with Lindsay for more information and to sign up for the wait list. Something, you know, my father-in-law, Dennis and Rose, had told us a long time ago that little metaphor about like rowing your own boat. Oh my gosh, I forgot about it. It always, you know, it's like each family, you have your own boat. Mm -hmm. And you're each rowing your own boat. Like you're all making your own path. And I've always appreciated that metaphor. And so I think that's been the most difficult part is seeing family one, you know, sometimes trying to hop into our boat to tell us this is where you need to go. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) This is what you need to do. And that being frustrating and I think frustrating sometimes, but then on the bright side, it's like, yeah, you know, they love us that they're mm-hmm. trying to like take control of my boat. Mm-hmm. But because on, they just want to be, with yeah, you. because they want to be, you know, close to us. And then on the flip side of that coin is ultimately it's our boat, you know, and, and it's more of we have to think of what's best and what's important for us and for our family. Mm-hmm. And that metaphor, though, helps me so much just guide decisions mm-hmm. on like, you know, what are we going to do? Did Should we do this or Christmas do that? Time? When was that? I think it was a long time ago, like years. over a holiday. Yeah. And, it, and I think so it was at Christmas, but thinking of that and then, yeah, it's been very bittersweet. Like you just think of, like, I think of Brooks and like my brother, I, her brother, like I play with him as much as we can in video games. So like, <laughs> so like in, in cyber world, in Call of Duty and Warzone, like we play together all the time and, you know, I don't get to see them often, but I mean, I feel like they're some of my best friends because yeah. we get to talk constantly. Mm-hmm. And it's just, just choosing to maintain that. I think the part that's wrecking me right now to where I'm just like, really struggling is one, our kids and their grandmas and grandpas. Well, they can't grasp that yet. Well, they can't, but I can, I can grasp the grandmas and grandpas feelings (laughs) of that. And then my nieces and nephews and splitting them. And even like my friend's kids, because I mean, of course we've lived here forever. We're people, people. So that I think is going to be really just kind of heart-wrenching. Yeah, and that's what I'm saying. Like, Brooks is, he's supposed to move back. So, like, it's sad that we're not going to get to hang out and spend time together. But, but it's so crazy how we feel this. 
and then still feel God calling us like, this is where you're going. Like, do you still feel that amount of peace in your heart? Well, yeah, Yeah. it's just very bittersweet. That metaphor, though, of you having like your own boat and being Mm -hmm. like, you know, this is the course I need to take. Yeah. And that I feel like I should take. Mm -hmm. And you could take whatever course you want, which obviously me and Lindsay, if you guys don't know us, we're trying to convince every friend and family member we know to move out there with us because we would love to take our relationships here and move them out to Tennessee Yeah, because we just, you know, we love it out there and we see a lot of opportunity. We see a lot of growth and excitement for our family. So, but now that we've found a home and this is just me asking you as your wife, like you, you still feel peace. You still feel like this is where God has me. Yeah. At this moment, I don't have any, you know me, like my gears are turning. I'm in fifth gear, (laughs) just like, okay, I need to get the house on the market. I need to do this. I need to do that. Are we selling the house? No, I, like for oh, rentals. Renting. Yeah, so like I already... It's like, did that change for the hundredth no, time? I already <laughs> gave it... a roller coaster. I already sent my property manager, like all of our photos, all of our details. And I'm already talking to a realtor in Tennessee about transferring my license out there. So yeah, it's just, I mean, for me, it's more of, it's a new and fresh to-do list mm-hmm. of I got to hammer out all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I feel like my second to-do list is going to be, you know, I, I I guess all the busyness will kind of keep my mind at ease yeah. to not think of a lot of this stuff because now I just feel like I have a fresh list of, of things that need to be, to be done. involved in that with us too. Yeah. So like using our village. But to give you a little plug, for all of our listeners, we are literally starting our lives over. Jesse has built a substantially successful, wonderful business here in Albuquerque. He has been a top realtor in many different ways here in the city. He works his tail off. So if you're in Tennessee or if you know anyone moving to Tennessee or anything, please hit us up. He will destroy everything around him to get you the right house and she's, do his best work. She's very biased. I am, can't but, tell. well, anybody but, who knows you knows that you are the hardest worker in the whole world. I'll definitely, I definitely care yes, sometimes a little too much for my yeah. clients, but... I will do what I can to help you buy or sell a home. And I think for now, though, it's going to be the same as when I first got into real estate here. It's going to be like, I need to take as many continuing ed classes as I can in Tennessee to figure out what their market's like. And then I like to get busy. So it'll be a good transition. Yeah. So one thing I did want to touch on, and this can be kind of our last point of combo. And then we can go celebrate with the boys. They're probably on their iPads or something. Well, we did show Sun everything already, and he's, he's absolutely really excited. excited. Yeah, I'm excited to just kind of spend time and just tell them about it. But I did want to talk about how different we are in our envisionment process and in our financial. Is, Is that, that a word? word I thought. I, I think you made that up. <laughs> okay. As we envision. <laughs> Somebody in the comments, please tell us if that's a word. <laughs> I'm Googling it. Oh, it's not. Okay. Oh, no, it is. The process of, or result of envisioning. Okay. Oh. So in our envisionment process. <laughs> don't give me not that sound face. like a word either way. So in that, we are very different in our planning. And even with our finances going into this, you have been so strategic. And I just want to encourage any couples who are vastly different in the way that they manage money, that as we went out to Tennessee, I'll be totally honest, like I wanted my dream home. 
I wanted to (laughs) drain our savings account, pull out our stocks and do everything I could to have this like forever home. And with the way that the market is right now, where people are offering a hundred thousand dollars over lists, which is just insane. Like we talked about, Jesse has been telling me from the beginning, like we are not going to ruin everything that we've worked for to get this thing. And we're big advocates of you pay cash for what you have as much as you possibly can. You don't go into debt. And if you are in debt, you snowball that and try to pay it off as quickly as you can. But I guess what would you say maybe is like the hardest part about planning with me and my dreaming, very lofty plans and how we have balanced each other? That's a tough one because there's an emotional side of me that is very affected by you being let down. Mm -hmm. So I have a very, I'm not a people pleaser always, but I'm a wife pleaser, I guess. And I like for my wife to be happy. Yeah. And which I'm thankful for. So that part of me has always been my biggest strategic hurdle is more of, I don't want to let my wife down, but sometimes I see a strategic route Mm -hmm. that isn't what my wife wants, but I feel like ultimately in the end game, is what my wife wants Mm -hmm. and is going to put not just you in a better place. It's going to, you know, put me in a better place. Mm -hmm. I think the other day we were talking about, she liked some house and she wanted to just drain (laughs) everything for it. And she was like, I feel like you're just ripping the rug out from under me. I overshare. And this is something I have worked on our entire marriage because I overshare what I want and I overshare how badly I want it. And then I get really excited really quickly. And I think that's where the pressure comes on you, where I just get these, like I said, like lofty ideas where I think, no, like, let's just live. And the reason that we are where we are is because you have not allowed me (laughs) to live very wastefully and have taught me how to steward my money to honor the Lord. But I think that those like ideas and that excitement and then feeling disappointed, like really can Well, the excitement aspect of it is obviously something that I love and that I want, but I just remember like the first thing that came to my mind when you said that was I'm on the rug with you. you I'm not, I'm not yanking the rug from under you to Mm -hmm. destroy you. Like if anything's being yanked, it's never being yanked. It's like, I'm on the rug with you. I'm just trying to figure out how do we... You know, (laughs) yeah. How do we like get the best rug under us? (laughs) Yeah, that never gets yanked. You know, and we nail that thing to the ground. Oh, that was when you told me when I thought we were going to build, and you like had this thought of I don't think we're going to build. I don't. Oh, for McDaniel's. Yeah, which I do think we talk about how you can sometimes voice things because you're processing, and like you said, your wheels are turning, your gears are turning, and you come out and you like. We're both, maybe that way, maybe we're both a little impulsive. Not that you're impulsive though. I don't know. You're just, maybe you communicate out loud. I think we both communicate a lot out loud. Like we filter our thoughts verbally. No, I definitely don't. So, well, you did it's that It's when day. you force me. It's when you force my hand. Then <laughs> How did I force you? I, I shoot out thoughts that I haven't processed through yet. And that's like, which I'm sure any, any man listening to this is like, oh yeah, we always put our foot in our mouth. But yeah. That's why we should always, you know, think before we speak and be quick to listen and slow to speak. Yeah. 
It's because we think of stupid things initially (laughs) and we should never say those thoughts, but it's like once we've processed through them, we should say, oh, okay, this is a good thought though. I just remember that part of the decision process being something to where one, I wanted you to feel like we were a team. Like I always want you to trust me and know that I feel like I'm on the rug with you and I want what's best for you and what's best for all of us. Mm -hmm. So making that decision has been hard, mainly because sometimes like that comment, like I didn't feel like you felt like I was trying to do what's best for us. You more felt like I was crushing your dreams. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, no, it's just, you know, this is the most practical way for this to work out. And so I just think that was probably the most difficult part. And then, you know, not feeling like, you know, I think for a lot of men too, we have a lot of pressure on our- I was going to say the weight of leadership is on your back. Yeah, that pressure of leadership and, you know, sometimes making the final decision or like Mm -hmm. a solid decision of like, what's going to be the best route for our family. It's a lot to carry. And so if your spouse is feeling like you're making them sad or, you know, crushing their dreams is a lot of pressure on us and can make us feel sad and like we're not doing our manly, you know, job. I don't even know what that is. I'm just saying like, well, no, but I mean, for lack of a better term. Yeah. I think I've seen that a lot in our marriage and the things that I struggled with where I'm very type A, I'm very opinionated and I'm very vocal, which is why I have a podcast for all those reasons. But it has as past what now nine years of marriage, I have seen the freedom. I found the freedom and I talked about this on the wife project, but I talk about on the wife project, the leadership, there's two sections, the spiritually dry husband, like loving and praying for a spiritually dry or non-believing husband. And then also the role as a wife with submission and leadership and how it can be a really hard thing for people to grasp when they read scripture. But throughout scripture in Ephesians five, you see that this role of the husband, like he's called to love his wife as his own body. He's called to love his wife as the church. And to live as your own body is to, it's just to love as your own self. You take care of yourself. You brush your teeth, you do your hair, you make sure you're fed, you make sure you're happy and given everything you want. And God's calling a man to do the same for his wife. Like you're called up to that. But in turn, a wife is called to submission. And I used to read that as I am not a quiet and submissive wife. <laughs> that is the opposite of who I am. But as time has grown and gone on, I think I have felt the freedom of that submission that while there are moments where I feel really defeated and I feel very much like, oh, I just want what I want sometimes that when I do finally hand over the reins knowing, and not that every man is the most financially responsible one in the relationship or whatever, but that when I do knowing that you are, that I hand those reins over, it gives me a sense of freedom, even though it's hard. Cause even when we were looking at those houses, I told you, I don't even want to look anymore. Like you submit the offers and tell me when we're moving and we can just go. And so I think I see that, that although it is difficult, and I just want to encourage you in that, that sometimes even though I may be defeated and I know how much you want to make me happy and I appreciate that so, so much, but that I also trust you and I know that we are where we are now because of who you are and what you've been to our family and the wisdom that you've poured in and the restraint that you've had with finances I mean, we know people and I'm sure you guys know people or maybe in the same situation where 
you got yourselves or friends of yours got themselves into so much debt, just buying things that like, it seemed fun. And there have been a lot of things that seemed really fun to me, especially where you have had a lot of boundaries for us, but now there are investments and we are able to feel comfortable with our boys schooling and like all of that kind of stuff because of the wisdom that you've had. So I just want to encourage wives, I guess, that sometimes if it feels, or even husbands, if you're flipped in the roles of financial leader, that you just trust in them and also just know that God is going to bless that faithfulness and that obedience in honoring him with your money. So, Well, and really just that there's a balance. There's a balance between learning how to communicate with each other. So whoever is the financially stable or smart person with regards to finances is the one that you guys are able to discuss the good and bad and move forward with the right decision, you know? Yeah. So with all of that said, you guys are in on our little convo after buying the house and we're so excited and I'm so excited to show it to you guys. I already have grand plans for design and decoration and I cannot wait to discuss those with her husband <laughs> to figure out what is financially viable and what is not. I think, okay, we'll talk. Yeah, we'll talk about, we'll talk about, <laughs> we we'll sure talk will. about it. You guys, this is real life. Sometimes I just want to see like, let me make a, a blueprint and then I'll deliver it to you and say, but look, look at how good this would look. We, say, I've done that right, with all of our houses. But... Yeah. So anyway, we are so excited. We still got a lot to figure out when we're going, how the heck we're going to get the dogs in the car with us. Does anybody want to buy some dogs? Yeah. You guys want to take our dogs? (laughs) 5,000. We love them. Do a little duo package. Man, they're a lot. So, okay. Anyway, we love you all. Make sure to take some time to check out the website if you enjoyed this episode or even just anything that Jesse and I do or that I do with the Living Easy Ministries or Living Easy Podcast. Please do share with one friend or family member. It means so, so much. And let us know what you thought of this episode and our conversation. If y'all want to hear Jesse on here more, you need to speak up. Ain't nobody want to hear me. (laughs) He feels so insecure about getting on here. And I love the conversations with you. I feel like myself when we talk and our listeners have always said that they enjoy it too. So they're lying. No, they're not. My listeners are not liars. Take that back. They shouldn't be. (laughs) Take that back. Stop saying those lies. (laughs) We love you guys. Share this episode. Tag at Living Easy with Lindsay. Thank you all who have been praying for us. We have talked about so many of you who have sent me messages saying that you've been praying for our house purchase. And I just want to say your prayers were heard and they were answered. It was the most smooth purchase we could have even imagined. So thank you. Yeah. Seriously, though, like I was mind blown when Lindsay told me about all the comments she was getting from people and messages. So thank you guys. Yeah. I love you guys. We'll talk to you soon. Bye. See you guys. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a second to share the love. The simple act of taking a screenshot of this episode and tagging the Living Easy podcast makes such a huge difference in my little podcasting world. If you are blessed, challenged, or impacted by this conversation, someone else you know might be too. So please feel free to share a little hope and joy with the people that you love.
If you haven't already, please take 30 seconds to scroll down from this episode or the podcast homepage on iTunes to give a quick rating and review. This makes a huge difference and helps in getting great guests for future interviews. Don't forget to follow along with me on Instagram for encouragement, devotionals, and practical advice on all the life and faith stuff. Love you guys.